Welcome to Defending Digital. I'm Chad Warner. Today, I'd like to share with you my new favorite book about personal cybersecurity. The title is Cyber Smart, Five Habits to Protect Your Family, Money, and Identity from Cyber Criminals. And it's by Bart R. McDonough. I'll give you my summary of the book, but I highly recommend that you read the book for yourself. So here's my summary of the book. This is now my top recommendation in personal cybersecurity books. It's the type of book I would write. It's exactly the type of content I'm working to share through Defending Digital. It's bursting with step-by-step advice for everyday individuals to protect their devices, networks, accounts, identities, money, and personal data. The plethora of steps are based on five simple cybersecurity hygiene habits. In most personal cybersecurity books, you need to wade through fluff to find the practical advice. That's not true with this book. It's clearly spelled out with many lists of numbered steps. There are plenty of specific examples to illustrate digital dangers. I like how common myths are dispelled by facts. Much of the advice is repeated from section to section. This is fine if you treat the book as a reference, but it's tiring if you read it cover to cover as I did. Some of the stories are slightly longer than necessary to make their point. Part one describes various threats to personal cybersecurity with a few protection tips sprinkled in. Part two goes into more detail with many specific protection recommendations. The book's emphasis is more on security than privacy, though there are privacy-related tips. McDonough is clearly a cybersecurity expert and brings in authoritative research to support his advice. He's the CEO and founder of Agio, a provider of cybersecurity and managed IT, and he's on the board of several cybersecurity companies. McDonough both raises awareness and gives practical advice on prevention and remediation. He's realistic. He doesn't resort to doom and gloom scare tactics, nor does he have an overly optimistic Pollyanna attitude. In my summary that follows, I generally only define terms and acronyms once. So if you don't understand one, uh, you can listen to the, the earlier part of the episode where I discuss that in more detail, or you can check out the glossary at defendingdigital.com. So from the introduction to the book, he says that online, we all live in a bad neighborhood and need to take precautions. Here are the five brilliance in the basics habits that are described throughout the book. One, update devices. Two, enable two-factor authentication, or 2FA. Three, use a password manager. Four, install and update anti-malware software. Five, back up your data. From the chapter, Overview of Cybersecurity Risks. Before performing a wire transfer, confirm the instructions with the other party either in person or by a video or phone call. Do a test transfer of $100 before you transfer the rest. 81% of hacking-related breaches used stolen and or weak passwords. A few definitions from the book. Uh, So the difference between a breach, a cyber attack, and a hack. Uh, A breach is an incident where sensitive, private, or confidential information is accessed without authorization. A cyber attack is an attack with the primary objective of accessing modifying, disclosing, or selling stolen info. It doesn't necessarily involve hacking. A hack is a malicious act using manual or automated technology to crack a code or break into a target's computer systems. From the chapter, Attackers. 90% of hackers are under age 34, 97% are male, 45% have full-time jobs and hack in their spare time, according to a HackerOne study. 72% of hackers hack for the money, 71% for fun, 66% for the challenge, and 51% to do good. 
80% of black hat hackers are connected to criminal organizations. From the chapter, Attack Methods, phishing is the most common way individuals are hacked. Phone numbers can be spoofed easily, so don't provide personal info by phone or SMS slash text unless you verify the recipient is valid and there's a true need. To guard against crypto jacking, use anti-malware and a browser plugin that can block it. Also, monitor your CPU levels and your computer processes. The FBI says that you shouldn't pay ransomware ransoms because bad actor, the bad actor who has your files uh, may not decrypt them, and paying them encourages that behavior. If you receive a call claiming to be tech support, hang up and call the support number on the company website or submit a help desk ticket through the company website. The FBI says if you receive a suspicious call demanding money in a short time period for the sake of your family or friends, hang up or use a different form of communication to check with the referenced family member or friend. To protect yourself from robocalls, a few steps. One, see if your phone carrier has robocall protection. Two, get a robocall blocking app such as Nomo Robo. Three, don't answer unknown calls. From the chapter, Attack Vectors. Financial institutions will never ask you for your password or your two-factor authentication passcode by email, SMS, text, or phone. They only ask on the website. In your devices, disable the setting that allows those devices to connect to open Wi-Fi. From the chapter Brilliance in the Basics, there's far less malware for Macs than for Windows, but there exist adware, spyware, potentially unwanted programs, sometimes called PUPS, P-U-P-S, for Macs uh, that Apple's Expertech software doesn't guard against, but anti-malware software will. From the chapter Incident Response, uh, so here's how to uh, respond if you think you're a phishing victim. One, disconnect your computer from the internet. Two, restart in safe mode. And to figure out how to do that, you can search safe mode and the name of your operating system to find instructions. Step three, back up to a secure external drive. Four, check for malware. Five, from a known clean device, change the credentials of the account that was targeted. Six, enable fraud alert and credit freeze with credit bureaus. Those would be Experian, Equifax, TransUnion, and Innovus. Seven, report it to authorities, IC3, US CERT, and forward the phishing email to spam at uce.gov, including the full email header. You can also file a complaint at ftccomplaintassistant.gov. Report the phishing email to report phishing, that's spelled P-H, phishing with a P-H, at apwg.org. If the damage is high enough, you can file a report with the local law enforcement. And you can also see identitytheft.gov for steps to minimize the risk of identity theft. Here's how to respond to ransomware. Step one, gather evidence, any symptoms that you're seeing. Take screenshots and photos of the ransom note. Two, disconnect your computer from the internet. Three, restart your computer in safe mode. Four, use anti-malware to scan for ransomware. Five, use Crypto Sheriff, and there's a link in the, uh, the notes that go along with this episode on DefendingDigital.com uh, to check for solutions. Six, search for additional decryption tools. You can search the word decryption and the name of the ransomware. Seven, reinstall your operating system, or OS, to ensure that ransomware is completely removed. You can search the word reinstall and the name of your operating system for instructions. Eight, report ransomware to IC3. 
and some steps for malware response. One, disconnect your device from the internet. Two, restart in safe mode. Three, backup to a secure external drive. Four, delete temporary files. You can search for instructions. Five, scan for malware using the anti-malware software that's already installed on your computer. Then use a different computer to put malware bytes on a USB drive and use that to install it on the infected computer and scan with it. Six, reboot to normal mode. Seven, scan for malware again. Eight, install updates to your operating system and applications. Nine, if you need to, fix your browser settings, things like your home page. Ten, reinstall your operating system if your computer still seems infected or if you just want to be sure to be clean. Eleven, change your credentials for all your accounts. And some steps for email compromise. One, reset the password to a strong password. Two, enable two-factor authentication. Three, check your email settings for any sign of an attacker. Four, check your forwarding settings. Five, check your sent email. Six, change their credentials for all your accounts. From the chapter, Protecting Your Identity, LifeLock has experienced multiple security issues and lawsuits. To protect your identity and credit, step one, freeze your credit with the credit bureaus. Two, put a security freeze on mobile numbers with NCTUE and on your bank accounts with Checks Systems. And there are links to those at defendingdigital.com. Three, opt out of pre-approved credit offers at optoutprescreen.com. Four, shred unnecessary sensitive documents. Store necessary sensitive documents in a locked safe. Five, remove mail from your mailbox as soon as possible. Dropping outgoing mail off at the post office is safer than putting it in your mailbox. Six, beware phishing. Be careful with links and attachments. From the chapter, protecting your children. Some steps to protect your child's identity. One, see if your child has a credit file. If yes, review it. If not, open it. Do this with the four credit bureaus. Two, freeze your child's credit. Three, only give out your child's social security number when it's truly necessary. Four, talk to your child about keeping information private. Five, lock down your child's FAFSA account. Steps to protect your child from smart toys. Step one, research the toy's cybersecurity and privacy practices. Two, only connect the toy to a network you own, preferably one separated from your main network. Three, ensure the toy's connection to the internet is encrypted and that Bluetooth connections to it require authentication. Four, apply updates promptly. Five, review and purge recorded video and audio from the toy as necessary. Six, turn the toy off when it's not being used. Seven, use strong, unique passwords and two-factor authentication if available. Eight, limit the information that you enter into the online account for the toy. Nine, Report anything suspicious to IC3. Steps to protect your child online. One, create a separate computer account for each family member with only as many permissions as are really necessary. Two, consider parental control software, such as what's included in iOS. Some other options are Custodio, NetNanny, and Circle. From the chapter, Protecting Your Money. Step one, enable two-factor authentication and create nonsense answers to security questions. Two, use a password manager to create unique, complex passwords. Three, 
create a verbal password slash pin for your accounts. Four, use a separate email account for your finances. Five, use a separate locked down device to access financial accounts. Six, bookmark financial websites. Don't type in their addresses. Seven, use only verified financial apps. Eight, freeze your credit. Nine, enable alerts. 10, ensure that your accounts have a 0% fraud liability. 11, watch for card skimming devices. You should cover the keyboard as you type your pin into card readers. You should also use card readers in busy areas that are covered by security cameras. 12, dip your card's chip. Don't swipe the magnetic stripe. Or you can use mobile payments such as Apple Pay. From the chapter, protecting your email. Step one, enable two-factor authentication. Two, use separate email accounts for separate purposes, banking, shopping, media, social media, etc. Three, move sensitive information from email to secure file storage. Four, review your activity and settings. Five, understand email privacy. Consider a provider of end-to-end -end encryption, such as ProtonMail. From the chapter, protecting your files. Some recommended backup services, Backblaze, iDrive, Acronis TrueImage, Carbonite. From the chapter, protecting your website access and passwords. A few, uh, there, there's a password creation formula. So it's ideal to have your password manager, such as LastPass, create uh, a password for you. But in cases where you can't do that, where you have to create one uh, yourself, here are some steps that you can use. One, pick three unrelated words. Step two, between two of the words, put two to three numbers. Three, after the numbers, put a symbol. Four, misspell a word. Five, capitalize a letter in a random location. Changing passwords periodically doesn't provide much benefit, as long as your passwords are strong, complex, random, and unique. NIST no longer recommends periodic password changes, and a Carleton University study found the practice had minimal benefit. Some steps to protect your online accounts. One, enable two-factor authentication whenever possible. Authenticator apps are more secure than SMS slash text. Two, use your password manager to create and manage passwords. Three, consider a VPN, a virtual private network, to shield you from your ISP, your internet service provider. Four, before clicking a link, hover over it to see the destination. If you're dealing with shortened URLs, you can expand them with the website Check Short URL. Five, get alerts when, your website, when the websites that you use are breached from your password manager or from the site haveibeenpwned.com. Six, when a site you use is breached, change your password as soon as possible. Seven, create nonsense answers to security questions. Eight, enable security and activity notifications. Nine, ensure that the site that you're visiting is encrypted using HTTPS before entering sensitive information. 10, install ad blocking and script blocking browser extensions. 11, do not use social logins, things like Google, Facebook, etc., that allow you to log into other websites. 12, access your accounts from a secure device. 13, review privacy settings. From the chapter, protecting your mobile devices, some steps to protect against port-out scams. 1. Set a passcode slash pin on your mobile account. 2. Use an authenticator app, not SMS or text, for two-factor authentication. 3. Ask your phone company to enable a port freeze and a SIM lock. 
You can also set a SIM pin on your phone. Four, use Google Voice for accounts that only support SMS slash text two-factor authentication. Some steps to protect your mobile device. One, use a securely designed device. iOS, which is the operating system that Apple devices run, has a secure design, less malware, and updates that are managed directly by Apple. If you choose not to use Apple, get a Google Pixel device because they get more regular updates than other Android devices. Two, don't jailbreak your device. Three, enable the lock screen. Use a code of six or more digits. On Android, use a passcode, not a pattern. If you do use a pattern, make sure to use eight or more points in your pattern. Four, encrypt your device. Five, apply updates promptly. Six, back up to the cloud. Seven, install apps only from the official app store. Eight, for Android, consider anti-malware. Bitdefender is rated highly. iOS, Apple devices, do not need anti-malware. Nine, enable the Find My Device and Remote Wipe wipe options. From the chapter Protecting Your Home Wi-Fi, a few steps. Step one, use a securely designed modern router. Buy it, don't rent it. Replace the router when there's there have been no firmware releases in the last year. Two, lock down the router's admin console by setting a strong password. Three, set the SSID, network name, to something generic that doesn't identify you. Four, regularly update your router firmware. Enable auto-updates if possible. If not, sign up for email notifications of updates if that's possible. Five, use w- WPA2 with a strong password. Six, lock down the router configuration. Disable insecure options such as WPS, universal plug-and-play, that's UPnP, ping, telnet, SSH, HNAP. Disable remote management. Enable the firewall. Seven, set up a guest network for visitors and Internet of Things, IoT, devices. Eight, consider turning Wi-Fi off when not at home. From the chapter, Protecting Your IoT Devices. Only wear wearables, things like fitness trackers and smartwatches, when necessary, and lock down their privacy settings. Researchers have used data from wearables to learn the pins and passwords of, with 90% accuracy. Some steps to protect IoT devices. 1. Buy from reputable companies. Research their security history and the frequency of updates. Ensure that you can change the device passwords. 2. Review the device's privacy policy. 3. Set strong passwords. 4. Install updates promptly. Enable update, auto-updates if possible. If not, sign up for email notifications of updates if that's possible. 5. Install only verified apps. 6. Lock down security and privacy settings. 7. Secure your home Wi-Fi. Consider a separate network for IoT devices. 8. Disable features that you don't need. From the chapter, Protecting Your Information When Traveling. Avoid USB charging stations, which can be hijacked. Use electrical outlets or a USB cable that does not carry data. Some steps to protect your information when you're away from home. 1. Disable the auto-connect to available Wi-Fi setting. 2. Disable Wi-Fi when not needed. 3. Verify the network before you connect to it. 4. Use a VPN when using public Wi-Fi to encrypt and encapsulate your emails, the sites you visit, your credentials, etc. A VPN protects more than simply visiting HTTPS sites. TunnelBear is a good VPN. 5. Use cellular data rather than public Wi-Fi, if possible. 
Six, carry only the necessary payment info and identification documents. Seven, don't post photos of your boarding passes, passport, or other travel documents. Eight, don't post about your trip. Disable location tracking on social media. Some steps to protect your info when you're traveling out of the country. One, see the section immediately above. So those steps that I just read for traveling in general uh, or being away from home in general, those also apply when traveling out of the country. Step two, research country-specific travel advisories. Three, remove sensitive info from devices and voicemail. Four, take a burner or temporary phone, not your phone. Five, when you're having sensitive conversations, turn off your phone and remove the battery if that's possible. Six, put black tape over your camera when you're not using it. Seven, use VPN. Eight, use private browsing. Nine, upon returning home, wipe the burner phone and laptop and change all your passwords. So I do recommend that you read this book. Again, the title is Cyber Smart, Five Habits to Protect Your Family, Money, and Identity from Cyber Criminals. And the author is Bart R. McDonough. And we do have a resources page at defendingdigital.com that also has additional cybersecurity and privacy books. So I recommend that you read the book. I realize this summary is very long, uh, but there's even a more than this in the book. Uh, because I've already talked about so much uh, of the book's content and given you so much uh, to think about already, I'm just going to limit my parting advice here to the five brilliance and the basics habits that are uh, espoused in the book. One, update your devices. Two, enable two-factor authentication, 2FA. Three, use a password manager. Four, install and update anti-malware software. Five, back up your data. To learn more about personal cybersecurity and online privacy, visit defendingdigital.com.